What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with hogsports.com. That's H-A-W-G-sports.com. To be honest with you guys, I don't even really know where to start. I mean, Arkansas went 2-10 and 10 last year with so many of these walking talks that I've done. I'm used to being a little more dejected, trying to figure out where Arkansas is going to go from here. But Arkansas winning this one, 55-34. And I know it's Colorado State. I know it's a Mountain West team. But this team was better than they were last year, and Arkansas is better than they were last year. And hey, I mean, you got to take something out of this. this. There's a lot of positives to draw from that. There are some things to be discouraged about, and we'll get into that. But Arkansas jumping out really to a big lead, not a big lead, but really a sense that they, they owned the first quarter. You know, it was 24-14 uh, in this whole stadium. You just got a sense of kind of relief, I would say. And I think that was kind of felt on the Arkansas sideline. And that's kind of what you get from a young team that hadn't been there before and probably didn't quite know how to handle it, but Colorado State's got enough firepower to get right back in it. And so that's what they did. I mean, they battled the second and third quarter. Arkansas kind of got a little out of sync, didn't look quite as comfortable as they had before. So, but I love the way they came out that first drive. You know, Burks and uh, uh, Trey Knox getting involved. C.J. O'Grady wasn't out there in the first quarter, but he was really big later, and we'll get to that too. But uh, then the defense started letting some things go. Now, they did have that big 75-yard run on the first play, which was kind of like, oh, crap, <laughs> what's about to happen here? And then they settled down. They, they had three or two stops, two three-and-outs after that. And, you know, then basically the, the, the first quarter comes to a close. Um, second quarter, Colorado State's getting on the board. They make it, what, 24-27 at halftime. Uh, putting up a lot of yards. Both sides are putting up a lot of yards. In the first quarter, to me, it felt like it lasted forever. I mean, there's like 400 yards of offense, you know, 24-14. I can't even remember the last time Arkansas scored 24 points in the first quarter. I mean, it probably you had to go back to like Nichols State or something a long time ago. The last time Arkansas quarterback for, for 300 yards came right before Brett Bielema was fired right down here right down there, 2017 at the end of the Missouri game. Austin Allen threw for 313 yards in that one. Something positive to draw on. <laughs> I mean, there was, a, there was a time when it was getting a little scary. I mean, third quarter, it's 34-34. It's 34-34 with like 8.52 or something left in the game. And I'll say this, as much as the Arkansas defense struggled, especially on like runs to the outside, I mean, it just seemed like they could not stop him if they wanted to go to the outside. As much as they struggled, the fourth quarter they really stood tall. They only gave up 34 yards, like 18 passing, whatever the rest of that was rushing. So a really, a really strong performance by the defense when they needed it most. I mean, they definitely stood tall. And really when you look out there, some of the players that are out there, they're using a lot of the young defensive linemen. They're using Ladarius Bishop, which Monteric Brown wasn't out there for the last, the last four series, I don't think. So they're really relying on a lot of young players out there. Those young defensive ends were big in the game for Arkansas. Once again, of course, getting a little winded. I hope I'm on the right level to get out of here. Um, but yeah, Arkansas outscores them 21-0 in the fourth quarter. I mean, Start strong, finish strong. They just got to get some things cleaned up in the middle. 
I do think this defense, as we go throughout the year, probably going to get a little bit worse. They're going to get better in some areas, but losing players, I mean, Bumper Pool came out with a shoulder. You had uh, Monteric Brown not playing there at the end. You know, you've already lost Dorian Gerald. So those kinds of things, what's going on here? Those kinds of things start piling up. And for a defense that's very young, I mean, an inexperience, it could be a bit of an issue. They just don't have a whole lot of depth there. But, you know, I thought Hayden Henry played really well, made that huge play at the end of the game. And then Ladarius Bishop, who we really haven't seen, had that scoop and score uh, to really just put the finishing touches on it. So, yeah, like I said, I don't even know what to do with myself after a Razorback win. And I, I thought they were going to win. I thought it was going to be a close one. But there were times where you start thinking, man, they're about to let this get away. The fans got a little antsy. They had that fourth down and one. Um, heck, I, I can't even remember if it was third quarter or fourth quarter. I think it was the third quarter or the fourth quarter, but uh, that was a huge, huge problem because, you know, Ricky Stromberg jumps off sides. They're not going to go for it at first. The fans kind of boo them and uh, boo the decision, I should say. And then uh, they end up going for it, and Ricky Stromberg gets, held, gets uh, called for uh, a fall, uh, yeah, a false start, and uh, so they ended up having to punt. But overall, I mean, you got to be pretty pleased to put up 500 yards of offense. Last year's team never would have done that in any game, not putting up 500 yards of offense. Rakeem Boyd, 20 carries for 122 yards, that's a career high for him. And they need, you know, we talk so much about needing to get somebody else involved in the running game. Devwall Whaley shows up, nine carries for 81 yards and a touchdown with a long of 25, nine yards per carry. Not a boy, Devwall. Chase Aiden got involved a little bit, only two carries, but had him for 17 yards. I mean, made the most of it. But what I really love seeing is Trey Knox, six catches, 90 yards. Traylon Burks, four catches, 92 yards. And then C.J. O'Grady, three for 74 and a touchdown. And let's just talk about C.J. O'Grady for a second. Wow. I mean, that is a play that we'll think about all season. That's the play of the season right now. C.J. O'Grady breaking five tacklers. I mean, it was one of them after another, too. They were all just kind of getting there individually, and then suddenly he's got five guys on him, and nobody can tackle him and go 62 yards for a touchdown. Is it 62? I think so. Yeah, 62 yards for a touchdown. Amazing play by C.J., who – wasn't in there the first quarter. They said he had strep throat. I guess that's what he had and wasn't feeling well. But, um, you know, CJ is a guy we've talked about. He's got NFL ability. And, you know, I think that's something when we look at this offense overall, they have playmakers. I mean, they've got some things to shore up on the offensive line. And they got some guys banged up here and there. You know, they had Strongberg in there. Um, you know, Austin Caps has been banged up a little bit. Uh, Myron Cunningham came out for a good stretch. I don't know if it's because of an injury or not, but um, they've got some things to shore up up front. Dalton Wagner was injured for a little bit, uh, but went back out there. But you've got a quarterback. I mean, I don't think anybody doubts Nick Starkle now. Now, there was a little bit of a lull there in the middle of the game, but overall the guy ends up throwing for 305 yards and was clutch at the end when you needed him. Um, you know, you've got Rakeem Boyd, so you've got a good running back. You know you've got tight ends and wide receivers and Michael Woods, who I haven't talked about a whole lot. Mike only had two catches for 10 yards today, but 
he's definitely capable of doing more. You know, some of the plays that stood out, you know, you had that, and Chase Harrell, how about Chase Harrell? A little bit of redemption for him after struggling in the opener, and I don't guess he played last week, but, um, you know, you actually, it's kind of ironic, you had Grayson Gunner dropping that pass that hit him in the bread basket, it would have been a touchdown for him, and then uh, you end up going back to Chase Harrell, and he, he gets you a touchdown there. I guess that's first quarter. So, um, yeah, overall, I mean, there's plenty of things to dissect, and, and I will. I'll go back and look over it for all the Hawksworth subscribers. We'll, we'll dig into this game a little bit deeper after I rewatch everything. But for right now, go out and enjoy yourself. Have some fun for once. Don't just wallow. You know, I mean, there's, there's tougher games coming up for Arkansas, but you can at least have a little bit of uh, enjoyment with this one. San Jose State next week at, when is that? 6.30 next Saturday. I mean, Arkansas obviously ought to take care of business in that one. You know, they got to show up. I mean, we've seen what happens when they don't show up. So they got to show up, but I think there's a lot to build on. I think they built on a lot on offense from this game, uh, from the last game, the Ole Miss game, because there were so many issues. They get across, I'm getting across. All these people watching me vlog. Thank you. So built on a lot of things. I mean, we talked about, you know, how much in the Ole Miss game, in the first half, it was just kind of errant passes that were getting them. And then in the second pass, in the second half, it was more mental mistakes. You know, Starkle was throwing the ball, slinging it pretty good, but it was just, you know, mistakes with the trick play and, you know, having a guy lined up, eight men on the line of scrimmage and getting an illegal, an eligible receiver downfield, those kinds of things that they obviously cleaned up. I mean, we didn't see the same types of penalties. I haven't even looked at the total penalties, but I know there were a couple of false starts and stuff. Um, you know, the play of the game that, we don't like to see anybody get injured, but when Joe Fouché got that late hit on Colin Hill, and he actually played two plays after it, and I don't know, I hope he's okay, but something happened to his leg, and he came out of the game. That was as big a play as anything, because that guy, you know, can really play. I thought O'Brien played pretty well for him, although he struggled pretty bad in the fourth quarter. So, we're here at the car. I appreciate everybody joining me for the walk and talk. Like I said, I really don't even know how to handle a walk and talk after a win. I think I'm better. I think I'm better after a loss. It's kind of explaining things away and telling how I feel. But right now, I mean, it's just they won. I don't know. I don't know what to say. But uh, enjoy the win. And they'll be back at it next week. And then it starts getting really tough. You're talking about Texas A&M, road trip to Kentucky. Some tough games on the schedule. Still think there's a lot of positives to build on, but we're gonna we're gonna close it down here. I want to thank everybody for joining us. Thank everybody for being with Hogsports.com. If you haven't signed up at Hogsports.com, H-A-W-G Sports.com, part of the 24/7 Sports Network. Just one dollar right now for your first month, or 30% off your first year with a seven-day free trial. Plenty of ways to watch and listen to this podcast. You can watch on. Facebook Live, you can watch on YouTube, you can listen on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and throw us a five-star review. We'd love to have that from you. It helps bump our show up, the ratings, anytime people search Arkansas Razorback. So, reporting for Donald W. Reynolds, Razorback Stadium, Arkansas 55, Colorado State 34. We'll catch you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or 
I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.